Yes, 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 people. Ha, I'm back. And yeah, in the same week as the main podcast. I know, you're thinking, what the hell is going on? But, hey, it's a little bonus. It's a little treat from me to you. Now, normally, I would save something like this for the main podcast, and, you know, in the next episode. But, as the film is released... Today, which is the 21st of September I figured, you know what, it makes sense to release it now Um, And, you know, I said, look, bonus content would be coming in October But, you know, what the hell Hey, I figured, you know what, I can do it a little early So... You are going to get my thoughts and review of Matinga Maya MIA, which I saw yesterday at a preview at the BFI on the South Bank. Um, yeah, so, you know, make of it what you do. Um, it, it's extremely interesting, I'll tell you that. Uh, there was a Q&A afterwards But yeah, the Q&A was a little strange um, The lady who was um, Hosting Hosting it Ugh man, There's words I, I just lose words man when I do this I don't know why it's insane But yes the lady hosting it was from the Guardian She was okay But Wasn't didn't have the right presence, I feel. I mean, probably the the the, the um the Canadian lady from the um BFI who introduced the whole night, she might have been a better choice, but she's very vibrant, she's very like you feel the emotion in her voice, you know what I mean? Um but uh, yeah, and the QA itself, I don't know, it, it didn't feel like MIA was overly interested in it that might just be my perception i was hoping to bring you a little audio from that but um my recording is very quiet um if i can sort the volume out i'll add this at a later date but at the moment you're just getting a review um one thing i did forget to mention in the review is the film jumps around um, time frames So you're gonna go from You know like 90 I don't know like 96 To 2001 To 2006 Then to 97 Then to two, you know, And so it jumps around like that And It's not always Because all you're getting is an, a, 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 t- a date on the screen, which is very small. So I'm assuming it's a date on the screen because I couldn't see anything. But what I did know, when the, like when the picture changed, something would appear on the screen each time. So it probably would have been better if there was a better indication of what was happening. Because the different time periods 
display a different narrative, a different thought process. So, you know, it would be good if there was a clearer, um, a clearer navigation through that. But yes, I, I forgot to mention that in the review itself. But anyway, without further ado, people, here is your Matinga Maya MIA review. Enjoy. A little bonus treat, people. Yup. So, uh, yesterday I went to see Matangi Maya MIA uh, at the BFI. Uh, it was a preview of the documentary. Uh, as you probably guessed from the title, it is a documentary about the artist MIA. Like the tagline of the film is this is not a normal pop documentary because MIA is not a normal pop artist. And the whole gist of you know the the, the, the documentary itself is drawn from a never before seen cachet of personal footage spanning decades. This is an intimate portrait of the Sri Lankan artist and musician who continues to shatter conventions. I think um, from the outset, you kind of get the gist of where everything is going. Because one of the first things MIA says is um, she feels success would turn her into uh, a drug addict, you know, she feels like if she was ridiculously successful, loads of number one hits, she would be like popping pills, snorting coke, having to go crazy, which is, yeah, I think that, that kind of gives you straight away an insight into her kind of viewpoints on things like it wasn't like you I, I think it's always interesting to see um how people think you know like see right what are the things that drive people okay so we know these things have happened in their life but what is their viewpoint on it how was the narrative for them because we've seen one side of it so how was it for them when these things happened and that's always interesting and also it's kind of like finding out where did you start what was your origin story you know it's funny like whenever you have a superhero film you always get the origin story you know peter parker bitten by a radioactive spider you know the fantastic four it 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 was um cosmic rays the hulk gamma rays but and and so when you think about it everyone has an origin story and i'm not talking about well yeah your parents they they got together you know had a little thing and you were born nine months later no i'm saying the thing that makes you into the person who you are what was that what what set you upon the path in which you go and 
we kind of see, we, we we basically see that you know it, within this um documentary and it is um it's funny because i th- i think a lot of people could probably recognize some of the things that influenced her you know you think oh, okay yeah no i i i yeah that was it was the same for me i i understand that you know because um you know she grew up in sri lanka like mi's of 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 tamil descent she grew up in sri lanka and um then she moved i think when she was 10 she moved um to the uk and you know you like they didn't really know anyone so they kind of they kind of feel ostracized from all their neighbors so she she had a little radio and she would listen to this radio at night to help her sleep and she said like one day she came home and the neighbors had basically broken into her house and they were all like just passing stuff out of the house and she was just she she said she she went up to him and said look i know what you did i don't really care but can i have my radio and they didn't give they wouldn't let her have her they wouldn't give her a radio back which is just ridiculously shitty you know what I mean? Like, your neighbours break into your fucking house? What the fuck is... That is ridiculous, man. But, yeah, so they wouldn't give her a radio back. So, she goes to bed for the first time without music. But she said she was lying there and she could then hear music being played from her neighbour on her stolen radio. But at that moment, like, her neighbour was playing rap. And that was the first time she'd listened to rap music. So, you know, it it was a kind of transcendent moment for her. Because then she's just like, oh, damn, what? This is different this is powerful this is i've not experienced this before so then you know i mean you you, she she it changes her mindset on things it makes her think differently about things it's that introduction to a new culture through music and you think to yourself yeah no i understand that you know like a lot of life has been defined by the music that I've listened to, you know, is, is again, like, growing up in a place where you are different, you know, like, you get abuse every single day, so, you know, what's the thing that you find comfort in, like, it, it's music, so you listen to music, and then as you evolve, you 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 
are kind of awakened to different types of music. And so when you're hearing these different types of music, you're getting new insights. And it's like shaping you in different ways. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's an, it was an interesting thing to see and hear, you know? But it's like, um, she always wanted to kind of be around stuff but you she ne- like when she was young she didn't want to be she wasn't looking to be um within like the music industry she didn't want to be like a music star she wanted to make documentaries you know so she went to art school and yeah she was like making videos and like shorts and things like that but it wasn't very diverse so she was looking for ways to kind of show who she was through that art form um yeah and at one point like her dad came to the UK because when they were were young in Sri Lanka, like her dad went because because there was the you know the, the, like the political climate was very fragile you know it's wrought and so you, you like and the thing is like. I remember seeing this stuff on the news, like all the trouble with the the Sri Lankan government and the Tamil community. And so her dad basically formed the Tamil Tigers, you know. So her dad was a terrorist and formed a terrorist group. So he went, so he's in the jungle, he's now kind of a fugitive, so she grew up without a dad there, and, you know, she, and she says, it's just like, and then all of a sudden, they're in the UK, and then after a while, suddenly they get a phone call, and they're like, oh, who is this, and it's like, oh, I'm your dad, and he's like, what, huh? And then he's just like, yo, I'm coming, I'm coming back, I'm coming to the UK. So then he comes to the UK. And she's like, you know, talking, saying that she remembers seeing him twice. And on those occasions, like, he gave the kids things, but they didn't know who he was. They thought he was an uncle or something like that. And it was kind of interesting because, like, so her her brother is, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not down with what he's done. I you know I don't agree with his actions. But you know, Maya's more like um, I'm glad that he um, you know, I I, I I'm I'm glad. That he did what he did because it's made it's helped 
make us to who we are. It's given us, you know, it, it's like if he was just a banker or something like that, that would just be boring. This is more interesting. Which is definitely, you know, one way to look at things. I have to say, I don't, ne- I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, it's an interesting mindset. But yeah, like, that's how Maya viewed it. That it was, you know, it was something to... Build yourself from You know it was a foundation It was You know Something different from the norm And yeah She was all about That life You know she's all about Not following The path most travelled The path most travelled I believe that's the saying If it's not just insert the correct thing, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's essentially, you know, that was her, her thing, you know, um, but yeah, so, you know, as we're learning about the life of MIA, so she's, you know, she's at art school, she's making docs and things like that, she's not really going out too much, but, like, a friend gave her some tickets to a gig, she goes to the gig, Gets talking with the the lead singer of the gig, and becomes friends with them. And that person was um, it was uh like Justine, um, Frischman Frischman, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Justine Frischman, from the band Elastica. So, um, yeah, so they become friends, and Justine's kind of, like, introducing Maya to, you know, the world in which she's in, and everything like that, you know, she, you know, they talk about, you know, videos and documentation and stuff, so Justine was like, okay, like, make a music video for me. So with a hundred pounds, she made the music video to Elastica's um, Mad Dog, and yeah, for, and then it kind of, I guess that's probably where it all started. Um, because then she goes on tour with Elastica to kind of film the behind the scenes. To, you know, just film the kind of experience That unfettered backstage footage kind of, You know what I mean? That we That is the norm now And that's what she was doing But she feels that the band was jealous of her relationship with Justine And they didn't like her So then she kind of gets ostracised from everything, and she feels kind of dis like um I guess like left out, you know, from the mix, which 
you know, she she definitely had trouble with. She she wasn't yeah, she wasn't kind of down with that, you know. So she's just like, you know what I mean, I need to get out of here. I need to do kind of my own thing. So she decided to go back to Sri Lanka and film like the school where she she, she went as a girl to kind of give an insight of you know who she is Sri Lanka like the Tamil community that was kind of her thinking but you know I mean so you go back to there you go back to a place where people didn't have don't have as much and it's years since you were there that everyone's gonna feel a bit weird you know like you're holding a video camera so it's a bit like you know, so she talks about how she's tr- she tried to make people feel comfortable and understand what she's doing. So yeah, we're, we're kind of shown all of this, and it's and all of this is kind of explained to us on like um just everything that kind of happened, and then yeah, I guess she, you know. The, the kind of thought of making her own music comes about You know, she started off making music With Justine Like when, you know, when they were hanging out on tour And that kind of thing But she didn't really see it as Anything substantial, you know But then she started re-listening to it And thinking, actually there's something here So she starts to rework some of the songs Some of the stuff To create That first album You know she went to um, Excel Played them like the music At first they weren't really Digging it But you know the next day She's like look I'm going to come back tomorrow I'm going to play you some other, something else So the next day she comes back and I think it was Galang Galang she played. And right from that, it was just like, shit, okay, boom. We see your vision, we see that. And yeah, then she was signed. And, you know, the, the, the rise of MIA kind of happens from there. You know, it, it was like, um, she she talks about how, you know, this is when, like, Napster was just coming on the scene and everyone was on Napster and that was like seen as the the big way forward and like her album was downloaded like a hundred thousand times or something from Napster so because of that then she's got this notoriety and like everyone is interested in MIA you know so she gets to go and perform at like Coachella Coachella, Ella, Ella, A, A, however you pronounce it, I don't know, but you you know what I'm talking about, people, um, yeah, so she goes and does that, and, you know, she, she's now making, like, all these, all these videos, and trying to use her platform to talk about 
you know, what's happening to the Tamil community. But she's, um, you know, she she's not happy with the government, the Sri Lankan government. So she's talking about the Sri Lankan government, um, trying to highlight a lot of the genocide that's happening, a lot of the wrongdoings, everything like that. But as soon as you get political, you know, then there's always going to be backlash. You know, always going to be backlash. And so things start getting a bit weird. You know, she's doing interviews and they don't want to kind of cover any of the political stuff. Like the, 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 the Sri Lankan government is putting out stuff against her. You know, so it it all starts getting kind of, yo, just really crazy in her life, you know? Which is, which is weird, but like, you know, she's still getting, like, her notoriety. She still has that. So, you know, Madonna gets her on a song. She does a song with, like, Nicki Minaj. And from that, because Madonna is doing the Super Bowl, they ask, like, you know, she has Minaj and uh, and MIA in that performance as well. And probably everyone remembers what happened. Like, she gives the middle finger. And then it goes bananas. You know, like, you, you must, like, people probably sort of cover it. But, you know, I watch NFL, you know, so I remember seeing that live and it was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, man, people are up in arms. Like, the NFL sued her for 15 million. And it's kind of interesting when you see that footage because... You know, at first, she's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I realised that Madonna and everyone else, they, they they wanted to do certain things, but they couldn't. I'm not as big as them, so I just did it. It's like, that's who I am. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll swear, I'll put my finger up. Hey, I'm crazy like that. But then... Is is kind of weird because it's like that's the first narrative, but then when, um, you know, like the the fine come, you know, the 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 NFL is saying they're suing. There's all this crazy backlash. She now is saying that right. Well, the reason I did it, it 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 was me putting a figure up against racism, misogyny, blah blah blah, and all these other things. And it's a bit like, okay, like for me, it was a bit like, right, what's the truth here? Because that's not what you said at the beginning. You know, at the beginning, it was all this big joke. You're saying, oh, because you're rebellious, it's who you are, that's what you're doing, you know. But now, you're saying, you you know what I mean, it was a statement on these other things. And it's a bit like, but the, and the problem is with the action, it was a bit like, well, 
if it is a statement on the other things, how is anyone meant to know it's a statement on these other things? All you're doing is putting your finger up. You know what I mean? It's like no one's seeing anything else. They're just seeing that image. That's the image they're seeing. There's nothing else around that. So, like, you know, you I kind of feel that the, the more thought-provoking thing would have been do the performance, then use that platform to talk about stuff. Because... People would have talked spoken with you. You could have probably got on like like talk shows or you know anything, articles in magazines and stuff and that. By because of now, like you've had so many eyes on you, you know. So it kind of it takes away from everything. Because, like, after the fact, you can say whatever the fuck you want. But, you know, it's like, it's hard to stomach, it's hard to believe. Especially when you were all, I'm a rebel, I do whatever I want. I just brought out a single called Bad Girl, so what did you expect? Like, if you're saying that, how... Is anyone meant to believe anything different? And it's a bit... And also, like, acting like you didn't realise what that action would do. You did know. Like, you know, no one can say they didn't realise that this would cause trouble. You did realise it would cause trouble. That's why you did it in the first place. Because you wanted to be controversial. Like, you know the NFL is huge. You know, like, doing the NFL halftime show is huge. You just have to look at the artists that have done that. It's huge. You can find the numbers on, the you know, that portion of the show. Like, some people just tune in to watch that. You know what I mean? So, you, you that information is there. You know, like anyone, anyone knows that stuff. You don't even have to be a huge fan of the NFL to realize. Then it's on like broadcast TV, so you know it's getting broadcast not just across America but the world. So you know full well what do what sticking your finger up is going to do. So to say I didn't realise, you know, there does, an element of falsehood does ring with that. But as I said, look, it's interesting to see how other, how the people in the situation view the actions, you know, and that's what you see. You see one one like direction then you see it going in another direction with it and that was just like interesting okay hmm but um i think like one of the things that you you know i really i definitely do respect is the fact she 
goes back to Sri Lanka a lot. You know, she does a lot of filming, like her music videos and stuff in Sri Lanka. You know, the, the, like one time you find it a lot. Like a lot of people, they they complain about a country. You know, it's just like, oh, I hate this country. It drives me insane. Blah 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 blah. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? I I was, oh yeah, I, I'm I'm this heritage, and I, I I'm this is me. Blah 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 blah. Like and a lot of times people weren't even born in the other country, but they'll be like, No, I'm 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 claiming that country, bam, 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 bam. You know, but people don't go back to that country. You know, people don't try and help that country that they're now claiming as theirs. It's different with MIA because she was actually born in Sri Lanka, she lived in Sri Lanka for ten years. You know, which is a lot more than some people when they, you know, talk the same. So, yeah, I give her props for going back, still supporting the country, still pushing the cause. You know, but she, you know, she, like, one of the last things we see is her doing a reading on the plight of Tamils. It was a, it was a big kind of, I think it was a UN event. And yeah, she does a reading there, and there's all this coverage and talk and stuff like that. So there was that. I mean, it is like another interesting kind of thing is like you don't really see her viewpoints on the stuff the Tamils do, like. She often talks about, you know, the atrocities of the Sri Lankan government. But she doesn't talk about the atrocities of the Tamils. Because the Tamils, you mean, they're they're not lily white in this. You mean, they killed a lot of innocent people. They've done a lot of bullshit as well. Which is the case when you have these splinter groups, the, you know what I mean, these terrorist groups, essentially, because, yeah, you, you, there's nothing else you can really call them, they are a terrorist group, um, I guess you could say they're freedom fighters, I don't know, but she doesn't ever really talk about that side of things, so, you know, which I think it shows a lot, but I, I, you know, it, as I said, look, it, when she's like saying that she's pleased her dad is who he is, you know, it shows a lot. It shows kind of the reasoning why she does. It, she, you know, she does what she does. You know, I mean, she's always fighting for the, her Tamil people, which yo, you gotta respect that. You know what I mean? But, as I said, look, there's, but you only, she only seems to have one side on these things, which again is interesting, because it's always, you, 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 as I said, look, it's, it's the origin story, you always want to know what are the motivations of people, what is it that drives people to do the things they do, why are their actions this? And that's what we see with this documentary, you know, 
we see the drivers of my MIA. We see the things that shaped her as a person. You know, we, we, we see a good insight into who she is. You know, obviously, it's not the be all or end all. You know, I mean, she's definitely a lot more than what we see on the screen. You know, like this, this is, you know, this is just an, it's just a documentary, man. So, you know, there's, there's obviously more to it. But this is what we see, you know, it's an hour and a half of insight. And that's interesting. Like you can't say otherwise. You know, I I should say it, it's directed by Steve Loveridge, I believe. Steve Loveridge, Stephen Loveridge. And, um, yeah, it's on general release from today. So, yeah, if you're into music, if you're into, um, like, music documentaries, if you're a fan of M.I.A., if you wonder what are the drivers behind her, behind her light, behind her insights, this is going to give you a lot of that information. This is going to, like, give you a perspective of her. Like, I, I went with my friend Peter, and afterwards he did say... That you know, he he went in with one kind of perception on her, and this really shook things up for him. So, you know, if that can do, and that's and it's also like he's not a huge fan of her music. He doesn't really listen to her stuff. So, if that does that for someone like that. You know what I mean? Think about how it might affect you. So, as I said, look, it's now on general release. So, yeah, I would say go check it out because it's an in, it's interesting, you know? It's definitely interesting. And look, there's things that you will definitely, you know, think, okay, I understand that. I, I see that in myself, you know, I understand that struggle, I understand that viewpoint, so, um, yeah, you know, I would say it would be interesting to under, to see if she, you know, what her relationship with Justine is now, you know, but, um, there's only so much you can fit in a documentary, she is talking, like, there was a Q&A afterwards, and she did mention that she's like thinking of doing a sequel to this documentary so that would be interesting you know uh i will say um i wish i'd seen this in a quieter room there's the one thing like you find sometimes when you, you you know you go to like these previews and and things like that is 
Sometimes you're sitting around people and all you're hearing is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, oh, mm, mm, mm-hmm, oh, you go, girl, oh, and just this, and there was just so much of that from some of the people around me. It was a bit like, oh, people, please, can you just shut up? I want to watch the, I want to watch the documentary. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to, you know, get this insight in, in, into this person. I don't care what you think, you know? So can we stop with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or yes, well done. Well done. Oh, that's marvelous. Yeah. Don't need that. Don't need that at all. Oh, and I will say there is subtitles in this. Um, so that I, yeah, I struggled with the subtitles. You know what I mean? I couldn't see, it's like, I can't see subtitles. It drives me insane. I, I hate the fact when people use subtitles, especially when subtitles are tiny as well. It's like, if you're going to do it, at least make them big. Make them big to try and help people see this shit. And probably put a background, a bolt, a, you know what I mean? A plain background behind the subtitle as well. There's like, when there's these white subtitles and the background is constantly changing and sometimes it's then a light background that these subtitles are on, you can't, like, it can't, like, you know, my eyesight's fucked, so I'm never going to see them. But I'm like, really, even if your eyesight is good, is that? an optimum situation for you, like, you know, I do question, is everyone able to read this shit, I don't know, but yeah, be warned, there are subtitles, and like, it's not half and half with the film, you know, it's not like 75 minutes of the film is subtitled, but there, yeah, there are a lot of subtitles, I mean, I still did get the film without being able to read any of that stuff. But, you know, I think it's only fair to um, mention that fact. But yeah, look, as I said, this is a, an interesting insight. So if you're into documentaries, if you're into film, music documentaries, if you're into MIA... If you just wondered what drives her, this is a documentary for you. So, um, yeah, check it out, man. It is Matangi Maya M.I.A. Enjoy. So there you go, people. That is my review and my thoughts. On the um, on the new MIA documentary, and it looks like that the film is on pretty much general release around the place. Um, I had a quick look, and I know it's playing at Cineworld in West India Keys, Stratford Picture House, The View Cinema in Westfield, Rich Mix, The Ritzy. Barbican Centre, Hackney Picture House, Odium Stratum, Institute of Contemporary Art, 
Everyman Screen on the Green, The Savile Theatre, Picture House Central, and The Curzon Bloomsbury. So, you know, it could be showing at even more places, but I know for a fact it's showing at those. Which is, you know, I think everyone should be able to get to one of those if you want to see it. So, um, yo, there you go, people. I hope you've enjoyed this little bonus edition of the podcast. And look out for more in the future. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.